Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting exit plan with no spaces to 44222. That's exit plan to 44222. Again, text exit plan to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. All right, thank you so much for listening today. It's been a real pleasure to have you with us so far. Um, my next guest is Ryan Lau, uh, who is the founder of NameLogo.com. Now, uh, Richard Lau has uh, generated millions of dollars in revenue in the Internet industry. Uh, NamesCon, names his in-person conference focused on domain names, began as an idea in the fall of 2013 and is now part of the GoDaddy family. Resume.com is an online resume builder for millions of job seekers and is another of Richard's recent successful exits, this time to Indeed.com. His current project is Logo.com, an AI-powered logo maker that has the ability to design a unique logo for your company in just a few minutes. So we're going to talk about how to design your business now for a successful exit strategy in the future. Richard, thank you so much for joining me today. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. My pleasure. My pleasure. Uh, you've had some interesting wins. I would imagine, you know, um, with every win, there's probably some losses. There's probably some things that didn't work out, but it sounds like uh, you've had some really, really great wins. Tell us a little bit about um, uh, how you uh, became this entrepreneur that developed these things and, and sold these things off. Tell us a little bit about you and your background. Sure. I mean, I, I turned 50 this year, so that's a, a that's a whole uh, that's a whole um, episode in itself, just answering that one question. But I'll give you the short version. Um, you know, I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. Um, you know, my my dad was self-employed, um, but like your last guest, uh, you know, he mentioned the uh, the E Myth um, book, and that that uh, really um, was an influential book that I read while I was still in university. And um, it got me to see the difference between, you know, being self-employed or a lifestyle entrepreneur or being an entrepreneur. Um, and I, when I graduated university, I was working for a, a large firm, well, a, a large local firm, um, so to speak, and, you know, selling beepers, pagers. And I, I rose through the ranks fairly quickly for, uh, you know, being a, a young person. I was, uh, found myself that I was actually the operations manager of this company with 200 employees, most of whom were older than myself. And at the end of the day, um, you know, I, I, I helped divest, um, helped the owners divest because they were wanting to retire and move on. And so that was my, my first hands at exiting a company. Um, and I, you know, to be honest, my, the, 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 the owner was not a nice person. And um, I had this realization that, you know, instead of making other people rich, I should just do this for myself. 
And so I really jumped into being an entrepreneur um, at an earlier stage than, uh, than I think I would have if I didn't have um, that, that guy. So, uh, you know, I, for every failure, there's a lesson, right? And so, um, you know, I, uh, I got into domain names um, by happenstance. And um, I, I bought and sold domain names for a long time. Um, I had uh, various different businesses in the domain space where I was a registrar. I um, eventually um, um, started at NamesCon, which is uh, the largest names, uh, internet domain name conference in the industry. And it's, it's now owned by GoDaddy and run by GoDaddy. Um, it's held annually every January. And, but along the way, um, I built up my own portfolio of domain names and I kept the ones that I was, I have this, uh, you know, inkling of, I could run a business on this. Um, it's something that I'm excited about. It fits with my philosophies. And so one of the, uh, you know, I, I've had, like I say, lots of, lots of failures. So I won't, let's not, let's not go into that, the Pandora's box, but the successes um, you know, they fit a certain um, criteria. So resume.com was uh, helpful. You know, it's, you're delivering value to the end user by being helpful. Um, they're getting better jobs than they would have um, if we didn't exist. And we were able to take that domain name out of our inventory, um, you know, not, not just buy and sell it, but take it out of our inventory, hire a project manager, hire a team, establish a local office, and build a real business. Um, and it's, it's difficult to, to be a developer when you're not a developer. You know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur, but I'm not a developer. So I sure. surrounded myself with people, with people that were smarter than myself uh, on the team. And, you know, fast forward, you know, five, six years, and then we sold resume.com, you know, had 4 million um, um, users, and we sold that to indeed.com. And they're, you know, they're very well-known job um, placement sure. company. And so, um, yeah, having sold, having sold the uh, resume and, and the conference, um, then we looked at our inventory and we're like, you know, logo.com, we've, we've been percolating these ideas for a long time. Um, let's actually do the same thing we just did with resume. And so, you know, raised funds. Um, got a team together, got a project manager in place, and uh, and now we've been doing it the same. Uh, we've built it. Um, but, yeah, that, that's kind of the, the, the shortest answer I can pack in my 30-year entrepreneur journey. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's great. You know, uh, some – some young people collect baseball cards. You started collecting uh, URL addresses successfully with an eye on the fact that, you know, the, these will be valuable someday. And then, of course, uh, you know, the, the key there is when people are searching, they, they're searching for specific things. And certainly uh, uh, resume and logo are two things that people look for uh, or, or uh, create a lot of. So it's brilliant. Now you mentioned Michael Gerber's book um, that had some impact on you early on, E-Myth, the E-Myth uh, series of books. And one of his mm -hmm. key tenets, one of the things that struck me early on about his books was he said, the only reason to start a business is to plan to sell that business. Um, right. You know, so did that uh, impact you a lot as you thought about what you would do uh, with with these? Um, these entrepreneurial uh, projects that you were starting? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, that, that book, it, it's uh, got some very simple um, wisdom in there, but it's actually quite um, astonishing how um, if you don't read that or if you're not aware of that, then you can go through life and you think, oh, you know, self-employed is the same as being an entrepreneur, is the same as being a lifestyle, is the same as, um, you know, buying and selling businesses. And it's not. It's so different. And, um, you know, the 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 um, aspect of having exit in mind before you even start is something that um, I learned from the book, but I didn't put into practice um, until after my first, um, what I'd say, failed exit. Um, you know, I, I, I built up a, a registrar. We were, we were one of the top 30 registrars. Um, I had health issues. I was diagnosed with colon cancer at age 30. And so I needed to divest myself of this company. And I did it, but I did it um, poorly. And I also, looking back, I didn't set up the company with an exit in mind. I set up the company with growth in mind and with, you know, just just um, trying to make hay while the sun shines. But I didn't have a clear plan of what are you building and how is it going to be attractive to someone in the end? And so I ended up doing a less than ideal exit. Um, you know, and to, you know, at, at the time, and then you fast forward it 12 months from there and it was an absolute disaster. And I ended up just walking away with a severance check because I hadn't done my due diligence on the purchaser. Um, you know, so in the fact, in, in the same way that, you know, if you're, uh, if you're not accepting all cash as an, um, as a seller, well, you, you're basically getting married to this buyer. And so you better do your due diligence on the buyer. And are they able to pay? Or, you know, what, what skeletons do they have in their closet? And so, you know, now that, that was thankfully, you know, um, coming up on 15, 20 years ago, that, that first what I call my failed exit. And I've since done three successful exits. So now I'm going into building logo.com. And I know, like, this is like, this is not my first rodeo anymore. And I can, right. I can definitively say, you know, you set up now um, before you even you, before you even incorporate the company. You're like, what's the exit going to look like? And you know, kind of work backwards so that you're you're doing things properly from day one um, with that exit in mind. Brilliant. So uh, you you mentioned that you've learned a lot along the way uh, to these exits as you've exited these multiple companies. What would you say some of the top things that come to mind that you've learned? that you'll, you, you'll always do in the future? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, we're, we're all business people. We're delivering value. You've got your customers. So let's, let's just, you know, skip over the business fundamentals of, of making sure that there's something there for someone to buy. But um, what you what um, I think a lot of people and what I, I definitely underestimated was the level of due diligence that a purchaser is going to do and they're going to want to see and you want to make sure that there's no reasons in there um, for them not to buy. So if, if there's a skeleton in your, in your business, um, it's going to come out in due diligence. So, you know, when you're do there's no shortcuts. So there's, when you're doing your licensing, do the licensing properly. When you're, when you're a lawyer says, Hey, you know, you should probably have an agreement in place for that. Have that agreement in place. Don't just be like, Oh, you know what? He's a friend. Um, you know, we've done business for 10 years. I'm sure it'll be fine. It's not fine. It might be fine for you and the, your buddy who's your supplier, um, but it's not fine if 
um, you know, a purchaser comes along and wants to step into your shoes. So you have to have, um, you know, do the paperwork along the way so you're not doing it at the end or a lack of paperwork scares a purchaser away because they're like, I'm sorry to do my due diligence, but it's all held together with handshakes and your reputation. You know, you right. haven't, you haven't um, put processes in place and paperwork and manuals and directions so that someone else can step into your shoes. If you don't have that in place, if you make it about, you know, you know, it's, if, he, if I make it the Richard show and it's all about Richard and if Richard, you know, doesn't show up on Monday, things don't happen. You don't have a business to sell, right? You, you have, you have right, your right. self-employed, you have a lifestyle, you know, you might have a blog that you're running. And if you're not the one on that byline and the one doing the interview, then, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing there. But if, if you've got it so that you've built up a brand and you've built up a process and people, your audience and your customers and your clients are going to show up, even if you're not the one um, on the other side of the, uh, on the other side of the desk, then you've got a business. So um, that, that's, that's a, a, just a huge um, aspect of that. Huge points. You know, I guess uh, the, the two headlines I heard in there were, listen to your advisors because they're not just doing it to make your life uh, difficult. They're not just making suggestions okay. to make your life difficult. They've probably been there before, and they're, they want to make sure that uh, things are easy for you on the way out. And always look at your business through the lens of a buyer, how a buyer would look. How would a buyer look at this um, so that, uh, you know, you're, you're – prepared when that moment because you because here's here's one thing uh and i'll ask your advice on this um did you have a, a plan for a timeline for when you would sell these businesses to groups like godaddy and indeed.com and and did things work on exactly that timeline or did things happen un, kind of unexpectedly as far as the timeline was concerned yeah i mean when i first when i was building my first um big domain business and, and then ran into the, you know, the health issue, I hadn't, I wasn't building it to exit. I was just building the business. Um, and so the exit was unfortunate timing in all kinds of aspects, but the, the follow on businesses, you know, um, when we, when we started the conference, um, I had in mind selling it within three years and we did, we, we had we held on to that timeline and it, it um, executed perfectly um, with resume we thought, you know, same thing. We'll, we'll sell within three to four years. It actually took six or seven years, if you look at the, you know, depending on where the fuzzy start line is. Um, so that took a lot longer, and it was actually a lot more difficult um, to build the um, because you're building a software as a service business, and the technology, the team. We went through learning pains. You know, we um, we we definitely. Um, I had to go back to square one a couple of times and it took us um, a lot longer to, to build uh, resume up to the point where it was going to be uh, delivering, you know, going to be enough of an attention uh, mark for a large player to come in and buy. And, you know, now we're looking at logo and, um, you know, instead of having that, Oh, I'll be able to sell in three years. I've actually got the, the mindset of, you know, it might take, five to 10 years to build this to the point where um, we'll be happy with an exit and where it's going to be sizable for a larger player to come in. And um, so 
I think it varies from deal to deal um, and, and from type of business to type of business. So, you know, I, I definitely have a longer timeline on, on my latest one than I did in the expectation of, um, of resume. And so it's been a bit of a mixed bag in terms of, you know, one was right on, right on the timeline, another was much longer. And so now into, into this one, I think that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of setting my own personal expectations to be a little further down the, than the road than, you know, I would, I would, you know, prefer it to be, but, you know, sometimes work takes a long time and you, you have to put in the, uh, put in the hours and, and the, the, the years to, to build the business to the point where it will be, um, uh, a good success, uh, a good successful exit. Yeah, I think the key of of what you said there as well is that um, early on you you weren't ready, and then a health issue. And I'm glad you're doing better. A health issue um, comes up, and things can really be a mess because now you're focusing on that health issue, um, uh, of course, and also having to to run a business that isn't maybe not prepared um, to exit, but uh, the next time you went out, you were you were intentional about your timeline. Even if the timeline doesn't happen, it could happen sooner or later than your timeline. But you were yeah. intentional about being prepared for when it did happen. Yeah, you know, I think that um, a lot of people just start a business um, without thinking about what kind of business that is. You know, are they are they starting the business to um, because they they love that industry and they just want to be in it? Um, if so, then, you know, then you can be, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you can be self-employed, you can set it up as a lifestyle. Um, you know, you're doing it, um, um, beyond reasons of just a paycheck or dividends or, or, or equity. You're doing it because you love it and you enjoy it. Um, yeah, you know, I was going to ask you, is, is that, is a success, is the definition of a successful exit in your mind, is it all about, is maximizing dollar amounts is there is there more to it? I mean, obviously, from person to person, there could be different different reasons behind it. What what's your definition of a successful exit? Yeah, I, I think we hit the nail on the head. Where it's different for every different person. Um, you know, with with um, resume um, as an example, when we sold to Indeed, um, you know, there were other um, you know people in the running for um, being a purchaser, but. Um, they wouldn't have taken on the team. And we have a team of, we had a team of about 10 people and, you know, each person has a family and, you know, so that's 10 families that, um, that you're, you know, that are going with the deal. And it's like, well, are, do these people have a place to go or is it just about the money? And, you know, um, you know, I think of like the, the original wall street um, movie, um, you know, do you just hand out pink slips and, and take all of the money um, to the bank? And to me, that wasn't that wasn't um, that wouldn't be a successful exit. So even though it would be more money, because of all of that negative, um, you know, aspect of, of the ten um, people not having a, a um, being included in the deal, um, it just wasn't. It just it didn't really matter what the money was. It was like no, we're not interested because we're selling a business. We're not selling this so that you can lay everyone off and do cost cutting and, you know, get, uh, get synergies by absorbing it into, you know, your own um, processes. That's, you know, some, some people would, they'd be like, you know what, it, you know, 
they can justify, you know, no one thinks they're a bad person. Everyone can justify whatever they want. But um, for us personally, um, we, we decided, no, we're not going to talk to that buyer, even though they're offering more, um, because it's, it, um, it, it held such a negative um, aspect for us that it, it mm-hmm. wouldn't have been a success in our mind. Yeah, that's very interesting. And a, a lot of owners uh, think, you know, I'll just take the best offer that comes along. But when you've been working, especially if you have a big team of people that you've been working with for a long time, uh, it's it can be very difficult to, to understand that um, the culture could change in such a way that all those people could be out of jobs. Especially, you know, uh, owners in small towns, they they have to look at, they have to see those uh, employees <laughs> over and over again throughout mm-hmm. their life. They want to be remembered for their planning, not their lack of planning, which is what this show is all about. And I really appreciate you coming on today and, and sharing your experience. It's fascinating. I wish you the best of luck with Logo.com. And I think our listeners should uh, all go check that out if they're thinking about uh, uh, refreshing or creating a logo. It's Logo.com, an AI-powered logo maker. You can design a unique logo for your company in a few minutes. Um, and um, if you have, uh, uh, if you'd like to uh, get in touch, uh, find out more about it, uh, how uh, Richard Lau has created his success, go to Logo.com. Um, Really a pleasure to have you on, Richard. Thank you so much for joining me, and I hope you'll uh, come back and share another success story with us soon. Thanks very much. Thank you for listening, and uh, we're going to uh, bow out today after today's show. Um, we've had several great guests today. Hope you'll join us again next week on ExitCoachRadio.com. Hey, everybody. It's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. One of the questions I get asked the most is how do I grow the value of my business? I'm so busy working in it, I need to work on it. So we've created a special report for you on 10 tips to grow the value of your business. Just text the word DRIVERS to 44222 to get a special free report right to your inbox. That's DRIVERS to 44222. Text DRIVERS to 44222. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. Hi, everyone. It's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is, what exactly goes into a business exit plan, and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting EXIT PLAN with no spaces to 44222. That's EXIT PLAN to 44222. Again, text EXIT PLAN to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Black.